Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. (laughs) The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I grew up on a small farm in central Wisconsin. In the early 1960s, when I was a young boy, we were just about at the end of farming. We did not have enough money to buy the new equipment. We didn't have a combine. We used an old thrashing machine. For those of you who don't know what a thrashing machine is, we grew oats. Oats had a stalk and the oats on it. And you would cut that and you would put them in bundles and then you would stack them up in the field to dry out in shocks. And then after they had dried out, you would bring them in and a thrashing machine was kind of like a long, small RV and you threw those bundles of oats into the end of that thrashing machine and it took it through the machine and it shook it and did all sorts of things. And the oats, the oats would fall off and somehow ended up in the granary And the stalk of that oat plant, thin and narrow, would uh, be blown into the barn as straw. And then there's this third element. It was the chaff. It was the flaky stuff around the oat itself. And that was miserable stuff. It was irritating. It blew around in the air. You harvested at the end of the summer. It was hot and it was sweaty. The chaff went down your shirt and it made you itch. It got into your eyes and they watered. It got up your nose and you sneezed. And you just wanted to get rid of it. You wanted to wash it off. You wanted the wind to blow it away. The last thing you wanted was all the chaff. Psalm 1 says that those who are sinners, those who do what is wrong in God's eyes, are like chaff. And they're not just irritating to God. It's not just something that sort of makes him a little miserable every so often. No, he wants them gone. He wants them blown away. He doesn't want anything to do with the chaff. That's the temptation. Psalm 1 gives us this warning about not to become the chaff, not to to walk with the sinners, not to, to stand with those who do what is wrong, not to sit with the scoffers, and yet that's the temptation, that's the invitation, that's the seduction we live in day after day. Now, I could show you how that happens with all of the commandments, but for today, I'm just going to take a quick look at The Eighth Commandment. The one that says, you shall not bear false witness. And that simply means you are to put the best construction on things. To build people up with your words. Not to tear them down. Not to use our words to hurt. 
And yet, what is the temptation around us? What are we seduced to do with our words? What are we invited to sit with? Turn on a radio and you'll hear political advertisements or a political commentator. And what do they do with words? They are negative words. They tear the other candidate down or the commentator will disagree with somebody and rip and rip and tear and destroy reputations with even a certain gleefulness in doing so. Or turn on the TV or watch a movie and what kind of words are used? So much profanity now. So much profanity. Uh, the worst of the English language not always all beeped out and now it's become almost part of everyday conversation for many people. Not just when you're angry but just something people say. Or go out on a sports event and even the word trash talk tells you what kind of words are being used. A player will try to run down the other player's mother or something about what's going on in that person's life just in order to distract them so that he doesn't play as well. And that gets carried on into the stands where the fans are doing trash talking, even worse, one another or at the players, and then it gets carried down to the kids. And the kids do it on the field when they're playing Little League. And the parents do it on the sidelines. And all of a sudden, the words were attempted and tempted to use our trash talk or better chaff talk or eavesdrop eavesdrop in somebody's home and listen to the words that a husband and wife will say to each other and sometimes they're hurtful words Words that damage, words that destroy a relationship. Or parents will say words that drive a child away. Words of discouragement and put-downs. Or kids will use words that sass and yell. And it's not just in the homes. You can hear it out in the streets, in the stores. And it breaks your heart. The words we're invited to use in our homes, in our work, in our sports, in our recreation are chaff words to sit with them, to walk with them. Enough about chaff. On that same farm I grew up with was a plum tree. It was just next to our garden, across the driveway from the front porch. And near the end of the summer, when that plum tree ripened, these were not the big purple plums you'd see in schnooks. They were about the size of a th thumb. But they were sweet and juicy and you wanted to get them before the birds did. I was visiting my uh, brother who's 14 years older than I am. We both grew up on that farm but he was pretty much gone by the time I was old enough to remember anything. And we were visiting and we reminisced about being on the farm and we both talked about that plum tree. Sweet, succulent, 
tasty fruit. Psalm 1 says we are to be fruitful trees. Fruitful trees that sink our roots deep into water. Streams of living water. Water that soaks up into our very life. And the connection there is with what we study, what we read, what we delight in. It talks about it as the law, but we can certainly broaden that into the word of the Lord. Whatever his word gives to us, what we delight in, what we study, what we soak up, and my encouragement is very specific words. Remember when Jesus was thirsty? And he came to a well in Samaria and he asked a woman for a drink. They had a conversation about how many husbands she had and the well and he didn't even have a bucket and all that sort of stuff. But in the midst of that, Jesus says these words. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus is the living water. Except one time, he was dry on the cross. You can hear it in his words. He says, I thirst. He has become the chaff for us. You can hear it when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's the one that's being blown away, driven away from God's presence. Jesus has taken all those times we've given into the temptation, been seduced, accepted the invitation to do chaff talk or any of the other commandments, whatever we've done, with the sinners, what is wrong. He's taken it all to the cross. And then he says wonderful words. Father, forgive them. That's the word of the Lord we need to delight in to study, to meditate day and night because when Jesus rises from the dead, he says these things had to happen to the Son of Man. He needed to suffer and to rise from the dead so that repentance and forgiveness of sins could be proclaimed in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth, earth including right here, right now. Sink your roots deep into the living water of Jesus Christ and you become like a plum tree. It's a plum tree bearing sweet fruit. Let's go back to that eighth commandment. In my devotions a couple weeks back, I was reading through the Proverbs and in the chapter I was in, it talked about how we were warned against visiting a prostitute or getting involved in adultery. And there is this one line that caught me attention. It said, delight. Delight in the wife 
of your youth. My wife Sue and I have been married 31 years now. But you don't have to be married 31 years. It could be just a month. Husband, wife, delight in each other. That's the word that I read. Now what kind of fruit does that produce? Well, I'm not sure how many of you text message, but I'm going to text message. Create the message, new message. Hmm. L O V E space U exclamation point send to Sue. Send. This is not an encouragement to text message in church. This is fruit, sweet fruit from the Word of God because roots are in Jesus Christ. I was at a worship service and uh, in that worship service they had this reading. Caught my attention. It's from Colossians. It says, uh, Conduct yourself wisely toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each person. It reminded me of a children's sermon I heard one day. The, the pastor had the kids up here, and he was asking them questions about what's good things to say. And so the kids would answer, oh, have a compliment, or say thank you and please, say a prayer. And then one little girl, one little girl stopped everything when she said, our words, our words are to be like little silver boxes with bows on. Little gifts to each other. Not chaff talk, but little silver boxes with bows on. That's sweet fruit. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be chaff. I want to be a plum tree. I want to sink my roots deep into the living water of Jesus Christ. And unless I'm wrong, so do you. And when you do, delight in his word. Study it. Be a, a plum tree because that's who's blessed. That's who stands in the congregation of the righteous. Amen.